Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey there, and welcome to the I Like to Like Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Thanks for joining me. I don't think I have to tell you that the world can be a dark and scary place for us all. And I'm here to help you get through the miasma of that negativity one episode at a time. Now, to accomplish this, I have a guest tell me about their favorite thing, and we get to share in their enthusiasm. Now, the catch is I'm not already a fan of their thing. However, I've learned that it's easy to like something as long as I had an excited person explaining why their thing was great. And so this podcast and all its potential positive feelings is born from that. Now for today's episode, we have one of the hardest working content creators out there, Emily Prokop from the E! Podcast Productions. Emily, how's it going? Hi Chris, thanks for having me. This is so great. It's going pretty well, as well as can be expected. <laughs> right. <laughs> in current times that we yeah, live in. current times. That is so funny that you say that because I say... There's before times, there's the current times, and then I call it the after times. So it's always, <laughs> it's, it's, per, so I'm so glad that you say it. Because if someone says troubling or unsettling or, or, or one of those one more time. Yeah, unprecedented. I might, I actually might die. It's, there's a chance <laughs> that I might die. <laughs> I just want to look at everybody and be like, nothing is precedented. I have never lived January 18th, 2021, ever. It's unprecedented. Everything is unprecedented. <laughs> everything everything is unprecedented. <laughs> Why are you saying? Or, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you tell everybody? Because, you, gosh, you have so many things that you've worked on over the years. Um, can you tell everyone uh, just a little bit about yourself and, and what you've done? Yeah, so... Uh, my name is Emily Prokop, and I've been a podcaster for almost six years now, and I've been a podcast listener even longer, so I started <laughs> getting into podcasting by listening to it and just loving it and feeling like I was in conversations with people that I could still be an introvert, introvert with and sit back and listen to their conversations, and then I started to want to make my own, and so I started podcasting. I created The Story Behind, which is about the history of everyday objects, and then I found that podcasting really was so good for me and transformative for me, so I started another podcast with a friend, another podcaster. We both wanted to lose weight, so that one's called Hate to Wait, and we did. We set out uh, to lose a bunch of weight. Now the show is on hiatus because of current times, Mm -hmm. and we're both sort of in maintenance mode, but uh, I have also started a podcasting company called ePodcast Productions, as Chris mentioned, and I help people with their podcasts and starting up and editing for other people. So I'm pretty much all involved in podcasting. Isn't it so funny? Because like, like you, I started off just listening to podcasts and everyone, people usually had like some ones they started with. You had the people that started by listening to Serial or people that listened to like the McElroys or... Or like, mm-hmm. you know, those type of, you know, everyone kind of has like their genesis of where they started off by listening to shows. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, you know, I could, I could do this. And I could and, do this. Right. It, exactly. Right. <laughs> and then it becomes an all consuming thing. You don't realize how much it's going to change your, just your entire life. And let alone like where you put your time. 
because obviously like this has become something that like is is all consuming for you which is awesome but then there's also like the friendships that you, that you make and it's even if you're not a talented person, which you're an incredibly talented person, like starting a podcast can open up so many new doors to different things uh, that it's just, you just never know what's going to happen, right? Right. And we were talking before this, we didn't even press record for about 20 minutes because we were talking <laughs> about our, our podcasting friends right. and catching up and being like, isn't that wonderful? Don't we just all love Josh Hallmark? Shout out to Josh. <laughs> right. Shout out to the Josh crew. Uh, yeah, Josh, of course, <laughs> is from the, the Real Housewives episode a while back. Gosh. But uh, I think that's how we, we met on an episode mm -hmm. of of his show Playlist, right? Is that how we met? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. believe we met that way. I, we also knew each other from a lot of other podcasting groups that we were in. Right. podcasts that we, we would listen to. So uh -huh. Is This Adulting? We were in that group together, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, all of Josh's groups. Of course, yeah. But yeah, I think when we actually did our first episode together was on episode of Playlist. Gosh, I wish Playlist came back. Yeah. So that, 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 that's a, that, I got so much new music from that show. Uh, that was such a good... My, a good... my poor husband was, was ready to start a podcast just so he would be invited on Playlist to talk oh. about music. He was right. so jealous every time I got to go on playlists. He's like, you don't, you don't listen to music the way I listen to it. I'm like, well, I'm a podcaster, so that's why I get to go on. So you know what? Everyone's going to listen to Xanadu, like it right. or not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that was yeah, that, right. that was the Xanadu episode. <laughs> that was the other thing. That's right. The Xanadu yeah. episode. Uh, yeah. that's And that's something, too, is yeah, if you start to become a podcast host, you're going to get to guest. And that opens up a, oh, my gosh. Like, it... it uh, it's crazy how often you start to just be on shows that aren't even yours. Right. I know. And that's so much fun. I, I'm, I don't have the time for my actual podcast now, but I'm still so excited to be able to come on shows and guest and still get on the mic and talk. It's so refreshing. I feel like this is the first time I've been on a mic in a few weeks and it's just, oh, it's like getting my sea legs back or something. <laughs> the sea legs. And uh, you wrote a book. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was what was funny was, and we'll go into this when we talk about my thing. But while when I was creating the story behind, I was writing those scripts, and I didn't even realize that in the process I was writing a book until a publisher came along and said, "Hey, those episodes would make great chapters if you want to put them all together in written form." And I said, "Oh, yeah, I have that over in my Google Drive. Check that out." Wow, it's just such a, it's just yeah. an amazing like serendipitous thing that happened too i i always thought it was just a, a perfect segue for you for your show it, well, it was really you. neat when it happened for sure all right so that's an easy segue then too because so mm -hmm. so emily what is your thing my thing is journaling journaling now this this is something like you had this right off the bat when I asked you to come on the show. It wasn't even yeah like like locked and loaded, ready to go. And <laughs> I can honestly say I have never once journaled. So I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Okay, this is really exciting for me. Then okay. I like I've written things down. I I'm a list guy too. Like I. I started writing lists. Um, so so dumb. I watched a I watched a documentary on Emmett Smith, the running back for the Cowboys, and the guy had like almost no hardship in his life. 
So like it doesn't make for a very interesting documentary. <laughs> and but his entire I write is no hardship. It's just like, oh I, I wanted to do this and I did it and I won three Super Bowls and I, I'm a Hall of Famer. Good job, man. So then his entire life was based on lists. Like he wrote lists every day. He had lists for the year. He had life goal lists. And so I've just been a list guy. And I, so that's the, that's the extent of my journaling, but uh, that's not even close. So why did you start journaling? Like what, where did this start from? Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to express myself and I was never great at talking. So when I learned how to write, I remember thinking, oh, this is great. I can take the time to figure out my thoughts. And sometimes I would have thoughts that would race faster than my writing. So I had to learn how to condense it. And I found that writing was my favorite creative expression. I needed that creative outlet. I need it daily, almost like I need food or water or movement. I just need to express what's in my head. And as I got older, I found that as life got more and more complicated, I really looked for those creative outlets. And if I didn't have them, even though sometimes it felt excessive, mm -hmm. uh, I would burn out so quickly. And I couldn't figure out why, because I was getting everything done. And like you, I'm a, a list person, mm -hmm. but I also just loved having a way to really express those thoughts, see them on the page, and it's always helped me. So I've always been a journaler and a list maker as well. And I've gone in and out, but it's only been over the past three or four years since starting my business where I really got intentional about, you know what, journaling is so good for me. I am a natural writer. That's what I like to do. That's how I like to express myself and talk. Uh, so I started, I learned about morning pages. And this was from a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Mm -hmm. And in it, she was. She said, in order to unlock your creativity, essentially, you have to open it up in the morning every day. You have to practice it. And so that's what I started doing. I started getting intentional about in the mornings, having three pages, and this was Julia Cameron's method, having three pages of just brain dump. Everything that's in your head, just get it out of your head. And I didn't really understand why I wanted to do this particularly so badly, but I think it's because I had journaled off and on and I really wanted a, a solid practice because I knew it helped me. So I needed a little bit of structure. So I started to use her framework of those three pages every day. And then what I found when I started doing this every day was my mind was clearer. And I, I do it as soon as I wake up, before I look at my phone. It's not always as soon as I wake up. You, I have kids, so I have to take care of them and make sure that they're fed and clothed and nothing that anybody will call DCA on me for. And then, <laughs> then I kind of plop them in front of a screen and I'm like, leave mommy alone until I'm done writing my pages because you will have a much happier mommy, I promise you, at the end of these pages than you will if I don't do these. <laughs> so every morning it's just everything comes out on those pages and I start off and this is a tip for if you're starting out and you're not really a writer start with gratitude because if you don't know what to write like a lot of people will look at a blank screen and it just overwhelms them for me I look at it and I'm like oh, so much possibility but I know there are others who don't so a lot of times if I can't think of something that morning if I'm not in the mood to write I just start with gratitude I'll say something like I'm grateful for and then fill it in. And a lot of mornings, it's as simple as just writing good morning for me. And then mm. I'll start to look around at my life and be like, what's good, good about it? I know there's good, good about it, no matter what kind of mood I'm in. I know that it is a good morning because 
I'm alive. I woke up. My kids are in a good mood. We have food. You know, those little things like that really just start off my day. And then for the rest of those three pages, I brain dump and then it sort of morphs after a while it sort sort of morphs into planning out my day by the third page I'm in planning mode for the day I've gotten out all the crap all the stuff that my brain was ruminating on over the night and kind of like you have to do this you have to do this oh by the way we have an idea for a brand new podcast you know number 42 (laughs) that we got to do so I have to get it out of my head because I can't think of anything else until then. I have a, I actually like have branched out with journaling and have different journals now for certain things. So I have a whole notebook just for podcast ideas. It's ridiculous. And <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, these are all wonderful ideas. I'm glad at least I capture them somewhere so that I'm not thinking, okay, I have all this stuff to do today, but also this brand new podcast idea that's beautiful and shiny, and I just want to make the artwork. Just <laughs> screw everything else. This is all I want to do. <laughs> that's so, I mean, I've come up with so many <laughs> podcast ideas, too, and, uh, and and like who I could host them with. Like, oh, I, if, yes. I did a, I, if I did it with this person, it could go this way, or... If it was solo, I could, yeah, or whatever. Like, oh well, am I talented enough to work this one out? Do you do you ever share your journaling with anybody, or is it just for you? That's something I've always been curious about with journalers. It depends. So for the most part, it's for me. But I also started thinking. Of course, I started journaling about it one day because I was daydreaming, <laughs> and that's the other thing is it gives me like a little a place to daydream uh-huh. because I'm, I love daydreaming. Uh, And I started thinking about who is actually going to read this. Most likely, it would be my kids, maybe, Mm -hmm. when I'm I'm dead and they want to look back. So I sometimes start to write for other people to be like, oh, just so you know, this song is playing. Like giving context to the times. And a lot of times I'll write, so we're still living in COVID times. It's COVID times, day 263. (laughs) Right. Right. That's so... Okay, so because my mom has... Uh, books and books of journals that she's written down that she wants when she passes she wants it to go to my my girls uh Mm -hmm. and just so they could like see what she was like through the years so those so i i understand that yeah and there are pages where i i will get very deep and sometimes at the top of the page i'll realize you know what maybe i don't want people to read this later maybe I just want to get that out of my head so that I'm not worried about people reading this later and I'll even write on the top of the page like hey this is shadow work it's not going to make any sense I even have a code which I'm gonna it's so ridiculous like the things that I come up with for these journals but I even have a code if I have a page where I get uh adulty I will put a heart on top of the page. So if my kids do read it, it's like there's a heart on top of the page. There's a good chance I'm talking about sex with your dad. Sorry. Like. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, no. Skip that one. Don't want to know that part exactly. about the character. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really have to think about somebody reading it later, so I really can have a space where I can be completely open with my thoughts and also sort of realize that when I die, I'm not going to care if people read my journal. I don't think I'm a terrible person. There's nothing in there where I'm like, (laughs) I I never want this person to find out this thing because, (laughs) I don't know, I'm pretty boring. I don't really piss a lot of people off too badly. (laughs) See, Okay, so that's something that's always stopped me from from journaling is that, and you kind of said it, I I don't know if my thoughts are important enough to write down, but 
Mm. I know that that's not true. Like everybody's thoughts are important. I don't know why mine, like is like so when someone tells me that they journal, my first thought isn't like, well, why do they journal? Do they think their thoughts are important? That's not how I think, but I think that on myself. Was that something that you thought too, or did you just like, nah, I'm gonna write? Because like, I, I don't know if my like I like to talk, so like, that's how my medium of like communication is always just like, well, I just tell I tell Elise what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, but I, I have lots of other thoughts that I like to process before I get those out to other people, but I just have never thought that what I've said is important enough to write down, but that's not really the, that's not what it's about though, is it? Right? No, a lot of it is just, I do a lot of goal setting in my mm. journals as well. And mm. like you talked okay. about lists, those are something that I'm very mindful to do is in the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, kind of look over what I did, what I want to do for my business, for my podcast when I have them and mm -hmm. make those sort of big goals and then take some time to plan and I'll journal with this or I'll actually take an afternoon to do this and break down those bigger plans into easily digestible chunks. And then when it comes to journaling, being able to look at those chunks and being like, huh, okay, that, that tiny little step is something I can work into today's plan, for example, or that's something that I want to focus on. And maybe I'll find that I'm journaling about the same thing over and over again, and it'll make me realize, because it's right there in front of me, hey, maybe I have a block. What's stopping hmm. me from doing this? What's going on? What? Why do I have this block? I keep saying I want to do this, but I'm not. And so journaling kind of gives me that space to really explore and be like, well, is it because of something in my past? Is it because of a belief I might have? Where did that belief come from? Who told me that belief? Do I still believe it? Is it still applicable to my life? It's a way to like self-correct in some way then. A little, maybe not self-correct, but self-analyze. Right, okay, that's, yeah, that's probably the better word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, analyze, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and for me, writing is my way of doing it. And what's funny is we talked beforehand, we were talking about you being an extrovert and me being an introvert. And the funny thing about that, I'm really curious to see how you take to journaling because for me as an introvert, I love to think before I speak out loud. And I know with extroverts, their tendency is usually they speak in order to think. It helps them <laughs> to think. That's, that's so it's, right. it, I'm going to be yeah. really interested to see how you do with journaling or if you're just like, I just want to journal the stuff that I want to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so so when you say you started in the morning, is it like first, so like you said that about like, okay, kids, let me, let me journal mm -hmm. real quick. Are we talking like you wake up and go right to either, so you write on the computer, I assume, not like in a notebook. Is is that, is that correct? Oh, no, I have notebooks. No. Stacks oh, okay. of notebooks. No. Okay. I am, I am a, if you want to, I'm not going to tell you. That's the thing about journaling. I can't tell you, like, you must use a notebook, <laughs> you must use a pen. <laughs> For right. me, I love, I love just the idea of a pen and writing. And I also doodle, too. So I need to be able to have just all sorts of way to be creative and sometimes mm. my brain doesn't even work in terms of words it works in terms of a graph or a venn diagram it's like this mm. is what i'm feeling this is also what i'm feeling let me look at the venn diagram of those two feelings to see how they intersect if that hopefully that makes sense in a audio podcast <laughs> <laughs> right no so so like you so do you just roll out of bed and just start writing or do you take some time beforehand or or how does it work so i will wake up in the morning and i don't look at my phone so i don't have many rules with it okay um i really don't 
but I have a few rules. First of all, they, it has to be about three pages. And these are smaller notebooks. They're not the large nine and a half by 11 <laughs> school notebooks that we use. These are a smaller five by seven, six by eight type of notebooks. And you can get the larger lines if you want. For me, sometimes I write a lot, sometimes I don't. So I like having the bigger lines to be like, as long as it's three pages, it could just be three pages of lists. It's fine as long as it's three pages. I wake up, I take care of my kids. I make sure they're taken care of first before I sit down to oh, journal right. and then I get comfortable and I sit down on the couch usually with some tea or some coffee or at the kitchen table with my happy light if that's something I'm doing that day um, and I, I'll just start for three pages. There is a rule that Julia Cameron talks about in her book that I really actually stuck to is uh, no dreams. So not like goals, oh. you can talk about your goals, but the dreams you have at night, I think her her reasoning for that was that the dreams you have at night are, is your brain processing stuff, so mm -hmm. it's not actually useful in the morning. It's like I, I could write about a dream. And you know what's funny? The quickest way to make me tune out of a conversation is when somebody starts off, oh, let me tell you about this weird dream I had. Like, oh nope, my gosh. Does not, like, does too. not concern me whatsoever. No. Even if they're just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am so like, I can't, like, I love conversations so much, but if someone's about to tell me about a dream, I tune out and I, it comes I do. from yeah, my, my brain can't fo focus. My high school girlfriend, she would tell people about this dream that she had so often. And I kid <laughs> you not, it was one of the reasons I broke up with her, which is super horrible. <laughs> But, like, she would tell it to everybody that she knew about this dream. And she was so thought, thought it was so profound. And it was just like, okay, I can't listen. I, this is the most negative I'm ever going to be on this show. And I feel horrible. I might even edit it out because it's just so horrible. But, like, she would tell anybody that would listen about this profound dream that she had. And it was horrible. And it, I felt like I was trapped every time that she would start telling this story to people. Like, it'd be... Like, oh, I was I was at this party and this happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, please no, not again, not the dream story, please no. <laughs> and they look for reasons to bring it into the conversation. It's <sighs> like, oh, you're talking about the cranberries. Oh, their best song is Dreams. Let me tell you about a dream I had. Like, no. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. And like, I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, I'm. And I'm fine. Someone's. Oh, I had this weird dream last night that I was flying, and I woke up like, oh yeah, that is weird. And then like, yes, please, let's move on. This is. That's great. all you can say. Yeah. That's the other thing is when you're in a conversation with somebody, what do you say to that? Wow, that's weird. It's wow, not... that's super weird. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't <laughs> exactly. happen to me. That sounds awful. So. Even if they say, I had a dream about you last night, I'm like interested for a second until I'm like, wait, no, that just means they're thinking about me at night. It right. That's none of my business what they think about me. No. It's cool. But also like in the dream, of course, it's like you're you, but you're also like Alex Trebek for some reason. You're 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 simultaneously, yeah. right? So this means nothing to me. It's almost like they're expecting you to be like, oh yeah, I did that. Oh, and I'm like, no, I wasn't there. I was not there. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was me. And you were you had a you had a vision of me robbing the robbing Fort Knox for all the gold. And then turning in and then turning into a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a unicorn with wings now. But also, I'm your aunt. I'm also your aunt simultaneously. 
It's so weird. That's so funny. I so you, so no dream journaling basically, which I'm sure that there's no. there's yeah uh, there's a place for that, of course, too, if you want to really like think about it. But okay, so no dream journaling. That makes sense. No, and you know what? For people who want to analyze dreams, that is something, and it is a lot of fun to do. So if you ever want to get creative, you can go analyze a dream. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just about to tell you about my dream, but I'll I'll make it quick. I have a reoccurring. <laughs> <laughs> Going to a mall. Okay. That's it. I'm done. Well, come back. Come back, Chris. Listen yeah, to me again. Yeah, this is so funny. Okay, well, go ahead and be a hypocrite real quick. Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. No, that was it. That's all. I, it. That's my that only was, reoccurring dream is I go that's to a mall so, all the time. That's so funny. It's gotten funny. worse in COVID times because I miss malls, but that's it. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> man. Okay, let me tell you about one but of yeah, my dreams so, then real quick to make it even. No, you I'm should, just kidding. Yes, yes. I, I've had... I had the same reoccurring dream since I was two, and I did an episode of Nightmare on Elm Street earlier with Mandy uh, uh, from Little Geek Lost, and so she, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street to get rid of the reoccurring dream that I that I had, oh. and it finally worked. See, that's I interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. We did it. We, we did. We, we did, did dreams. It. We we said we wouldn't talk about dreams, and then we talked about dreams. Yeah. So funny. Uh, it's like Fight Club, but for dreams. You can have dreams, but you can't talk about them. <laughs> you can't talk about dreams. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so no dream journaling. No dream journaling. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. No, no dream journaling. At least for this, because for for right. my journaling, I like to keep it intentional, and I like to. If it's not serving me, if it's not actually helping me live my life, I I really don't want to do it. I don't want to take the time to take the time away from my family. Take away. F- take time away from my work unless it's actually helping me so journaling about dreams it gets it out there but it doesn't really like where do you go from there it's just like okay and now that's over time to move on so no dreams uh three pages at least i don't use my cell phone or go on social media until i'm done with it okay and the reason for that is because i find that if i wake up and i go right on my phone I don't really, I have a hard time finding my voice throughout the day because hmm. there's so many messages from so many other people. And the one thing right. that I found with journaling is when I journal, I get so in touch with my voice, with what I want to say, with my goals. And it sounds very selfish and almost narcissistic, but it's that one period of time during the day where I actually can have that because the rest of the time I'm with my kids. I have to I f- fulfill the role of mom, podcaster, uh, editor, all those sorts of things but this is the one time where I'm 100% myself and I can really get clarity and focus on what I want to do and what I want to accomplish so I love having that time in the morning see I think that's so healthy because especially as as parents and married adults uh, like you you're so focused on other people and there's nothing wrong with that like obviously like you Mm -hmm. chose to bring these people into the world and share your life with them so of course like it you you have to have them be uh, your focus, um, but uh, it's so important for especially parents to to have that time that's just about themselves, and that way you're you're a better. I I believe that you're a better parent, you're a better spouse um, if you take that time to really center yourself. Mm-hmm. How often do you go back and read what you've written? Actually, more than I thought it would, because I really didn't go back and read <laughs> read my older journals when I was growing up. But now that I'm doing it every day, 
I actually do have that curiosity of, oh, I wonder what happened around this time last year. And especially now, when we are in a completely different world than we ever were before, I found it really comforting to go back and read older journals about what was happening on January 6th. 2019, completely different from January 6, 2020, completely different from January 6, 2021. Right. And it's it's so interesting to see the things that I was focusing on and also to know that to go back and to see the things that I've done and been able to check off because that's another thing with my journaling. And I'm not saying that you need to do this, although you are a list person. One of the things at the end of those three pages is I do my daily to-do list on a fourth page. And so it's really cool to go back and to see all those things that I've checked off. And so I'll get a little bit into some brain psychology because that's like a fun little tangent I love going on. But when you check off things, when you have an X on a list, it releases a little bit of dopamine in your brain, which is that oh, feel-good hormone. Yeah, it feels absolutely. so good. Yeah, and when it's the when it's the big chunks or the tiny little pieces, it doesn't matter. Your brain's like, oh, dopamine, candy, yay! <laughs> so even going back and looking back on all the all that stuff is so fulfilling for me to be like, no, you know what? It sucked then. I thought I was in a terrible spot then and I got out of it and I did all those things despite thinking that I was a lazy person that day. <laughs> but I did the things like I made and I have ridiculous things on my checklist too just for those dopamine hits. I have brushed my teeth. I oh, have yeah. make my bed. I have get dressed. Because, uh-huh. And the other reason is I also want to keep an eye on my mental health and I know if I'm not checking those things off that's sort of a red flag for me like hey something's going on why aren't we brushing our teeth what's going on Emily you feeling okay (laughs) yeah you want to get up brush your teeth okay we'll make us feel better let's go yeah so So (laughs) I can attest to that that dopamine dump every time I cross off something off my list I, I, now that you say it, there are things that don't come out fully formed from my mouth when I when I speak them out. So sometimes I'm like, gosh, you know, I probably should have thought about that a little bit more before I said that out loud. <laughs> Not necessarily that it's mean oh, believe or, me, there was a, or there's, anything. There are a few journal entries about this particular conversation to make sure, Emily, don't forget to say this. Don't don't forget to talk about dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him the dream about the mall. He'll love it. He'll love the mall dream. <laughs> no dreams. Nobody likes talking about dreams, except for yours in the mall. Everybody loves that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's just like Tiffany. It's fine. <laughs> Did, so, so when you look at your journals, like you... It's almost like a conversation with yourself, uh, like a past self or a future self. How, you know, right? Is that kind of how you view it too? That's how I think I would probably view it. Yeah, because there are so many times where I've wanted to go back into certain memories that I didn't realize at the time were as important to me as they ended up being years later. And one of the great things is I have all those journals and I have the dates on the covers Mm -hmm. to make sure, oh, that was back then. Let me go back and sort of relive that. Like I'll go back to conferences I've I've been to to see not Mm. only information that I've learned, because that's another thing is I use my journal to process information. So a lot of the content that I create comes out of journal entries and journal entries where I've been playing with it sort of like a piece of clay and then by the time it goes online maybe to an Instagram post or on my blog or something like that it's already been through a few iterations I'm processing you processing yeah Uh (laughs) I also have ADHD so I have 
and I have extra energy toward my impulse control. Like that's something mm. that I really like to be mindful about. And with ADHD, people will tell me information and it won't necessarily process right away. So for mm. me, I need to go away with it or I need to journal it or I need to get it out somehow. Talking to other people, I just... It, I'll just say the same thing over and over again. And I'll be in a loop. But journaling, it's like, okay, let me get out this one thing that I keep saying over and over again. And it's mm -hmm. almost like a cork that unblocks the rest and it helps me process everything. So I'll get some big news and act very stoic about it. And my husband looks for a reaction. He's like, you're not reacting. And I'm like, just give me a day. <laughs> Sorry, just just give me a right. day. Give me give me some time time to journal about it to really see how do I really feel about this because I really don't want to be the type of person who reacts right away because mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like my my reaction right away to things is probably not as productive as I would like it to be. So knowing that I need that time to process things and do it in a way that makes sense to me and makes sense to my brain mm -hmm. gives me that time to come back and instead of react, I can actually actually respond in a helpful way to, for whatever the situation could be do you do you journal at all after the mornings like or is it specifically to, for the mornings you're basically like you were saying like a brain dump in the morning or do you journal throughout the day as well sometimes i do if there's a lot going on and something that I'm trying to figure out or if I have a really big idea that I want to play with that I really want to explore further I'll keep my notebook out and make notes throughout the day I also have post-it notes everywhere so a lot of times I'll write it on a post-it note and stick it on my journal to be like hey journal about this tomorrow this is something that we want to journal more about tomorrow so sometimes I'll do it throughout the day for a while there was a period of time where my checklist didn't seem like it was enough it wasn't really making me I don't know, proud of my work at the end of the day enough uh -huh. as I thought it should be. I was crossing stuff off, but I still wasn't feeling like I was getting stuff done. And there was a while where I started creating sort of a to-done list. Oh. And instead of just checking stuff off, it was actually writing down the stuff I had done during the day. And not right. the stuff that was necessarily on that list. It was the extra stuff like hey, my son wanted to go for a hike, and I did. I was like, hiker mom out there with my boots and everything. I even, <laughs> I remembered hats. I remembered hats, everyone. <laughs> you should call it, instead of a to-do list, you called it a to-done list. You need to call it a ta-da. A ta-da. Oh, yeah. a ta-da list. I love mm -hmm. that. <laughs> oh, I like, like look at that. this. The prestige. Oh, like, it, it's just ready <laughs> for you to see it, yeah. I, I like that idea. See, I forget, I, and I think most people do this too, you forget how much you do during the day. And I think you can get down on yourself. So the idea of like writing down things that you've done to make sure you remember how much you accomplished, and especially in in times that like 2020, like sometimes just surviving during this time yes. was an, it was enough. And we get down on ourselves, like we, I think we get down on ourselves seeing other people accomplish certain things and you're like, oh, I wish I could be doing that. But you don't see the whole story. It's only what people show you often enough. And so you just feel not necessarily a failure, but just that like, oh, I'm not doing enough. When you look back at your day and you're like, I accomplished more than I thought I did. And I think a lot of people... Uh, one of the things I I don't one of the things I don't like that people do is when they they describe a year as like the year did this to them, 
And then, so you're you're only remembering the bad things that happened during, like, oh, 2020 did this to me, or 2019 did this to me, or whatever. And it's like, oh, it's so 2019, or anything. And so yeah. if you focus on those things, and of course, there is time. You have to take time to, to, to mourn or to process or whatever it is when something bad happens. Um, but like, if you only are focusing on the things that that were bad that happened to you, and you forget all of your accomplishments, then like, what's, of course you're gonna feel horrible. <laughs> so I like the idea of writing down things that you do, that you did, the ta-da list. That's, I think that's really powerful. And that's something I could really get behind. Well, you definitely spun that into a ta-da list. So that's all you. If you wanna take that and run, <laughs> that is so you, I love you write it. A, and you write a book. I gotta write a book. Okay, I gotta write that down. I gotta you journal. Gotta write a book. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta journal about that. And so, so for you, uh, Okay, I like the idea of not looking at the phone right away by losing your voice. I think that's very powerful. I think that's I think that's very important because I I check right away just to make sure that I didn't get any emergency calls. Like make right, sure yeah. every everybody's everybody's alive and everybody's still kicking. Yeah, I know. And then I'm still I, a mom I, and a parent, and right. there still has to like be a check to be like, okay, I have emails, and I'll look at the subject lines. Are any of them urgent? Oh, right. No. Huh. Okay. And then just put the phone back down. Right, but the journaling. So how how long do you spend journaling? Because that's something that would matter about when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, gotta, for me, yeah. It, for me, it was just three pages. And three pages. I picked three pages because that seemed to be how much room I actually needed to get everything out and also that third page I used to start planning my day mm -hmm. so the first page is really just the brain dump it's that raw and one of the things about doing it in the mornings is your ego isn't as loud as it is later in the day and telling you all the terrible things so in the morning it's a little bit easier for you to be nice to yourself too so I love having that as sort of a, a starting point but I have the, just three pages no I know I no no I mean like how long time wise I'm sorry um like yeah, I don't know because it's just it's three pages. <laughs> okay, so so it's just uh, however long it takes. So like, what's on average? You take like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, or just take however long yeah. it takes. Yeah, however long it takes, but really it's usually about 20, 25 minutes for me because okay. I'm I'm a writer too, so it's pretty fast. It's like as soon as mm -hmm. the pen goes down on the paper, it's just blah, just word vomit, just coming on on out. Um, so yeah, it can take that long. But if I'm, it also depends on what I'm writing because sometimes I'm like, oh this is a really good idea. Do I have time to write more? And if I do have time to write more, like I've had days where morning pages have lasted 10 or 11 pages if I have an idea mm. for a short story that I'm like, wow, I don't write short stories, but if I don't get this out and all the details and all the things I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> it's gonna block everything else for the rest of the day. So let's just get it out of there. <laughs> I, I really like that. Yeah, I guess so no, no determined time. So gosh, yeah. So I have horrible handwriting, but I I am going to write it down because I feel as if I have to take the time to boot up the computer and ready to go. I, I feel like I would I would get distracted and not go do it. But if I had the journal ready to go for me to write down, because um, Elise is uh, going to do this with me as well. Like obviously, like she she responds with me, but. Um, some of them mm -hmm. she is more more involved in and less involved in. This one I know she's going to be more involved in too. So we'll be interesting to see if she wants to share her journal with me or if I want to share it with with her or yeah. I'm it's I want to start. I need I to start journaling. I'm going to be so right interested because it's yeah. 
It's so different for everybody how they journal. And it's funny when people ask me and I'm like, I'll, I'll give you the framework I use, but really going into it with zero expectations is a really nice way to go about it. Going into it with, I don't know what's going to come out of this. I don't know what I'm going to make, but just being able to know that you have that space, that that uninterrupted space on a page to really Mm -hmm. be yourself for 25 minutes a day (laughs) yeah i which i don't know about you for me that's really hard as a parent because i i feel like i put on the mom hat pretty much right away and i forget that i don't have the voice of okay and now we're going to do this and then i try to talk to my husband and he's like please stop using we we will not take out the trash we will not do the dishes (laughs) that's so that's that's so funny yeah the the parent voice is is a is strong the parent voice is a strong voice that comes out i know i know i need to get back to my voice because i liked it for so many years and the kids are slowly killing it if i don't get it out (laughs) that's so funny i i i talk about being uh like why are dads so goofy eventually it's just kind of a it's just kind of ends up being that a dad is always going to be a goofball no matter how cool he was in high school college (laughs) and his high school college in his 20s and, and 30s or whatever before he becomes a dad it's that like he real a dad realizes and this of course is across the board for most parents but like especially this is just speaking for mine is that like a dad realizes he has a very small audience eventually and so that audience is is his spouse um is his significant other and so he realizes that that is who he wants to entertain so all of his comedy and 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 all of his like uh, his observations are geared towards that one person and so for me of course that's elise and so i know what's going to make elise laugh and so that is like my audience has shrunk to one and obviously i have two smaller <laughs> i have two smaller versions of her uh, running around too and so like they also have the same sense of humor so my my humor and observations are geared toward that very small audience and so you end up being like I don't care about the rest of the people. I just wanted this person to be entertained and I know what they like. So I could, I could do that. Like, that's why dads become goofballs. But that, that, that parent voice does start to start to take over like everything else. And it's, it's that spouse voice that anyway, it's just, it's, it's funny. So this is uh, journaling can be a way to really make sure that your own voice comes through. And I, I think that's really powerful. Okay, so this episode may be coming to an end, but the work is just beginning. Emily has given us the uh, the the mind dump to become fans of journaling. And so for the response edition of this episode, I'll be spending the week taking as much of Emily's advice as me and Elise can fit in. And then we'll report back to you in the aforementioned response episode. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you'll uh, try her advice too. Or if you can add more to the conversation with your own expertise, uh, please do so. You can follow us on Twitter at like two like things. That's the number two, like two like things. You can, it's also our Instagram. You can also leave a message on the like line at 661-279-0130. Or you can email us at I like to like things podcast at gmail.com. And I'll read or play any of the messages uh, on that response episode. Now, of course, if they're positive, we talk about toxic fandom. I don't think anyone's going to have any negative thoughts about journaling, which is really good. But uh, we always, of course, are trying to combat 
Toxic Fandom. Emily's here spreading the good word of journaling, so uh, of course we want to support her. You can also support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash I like to like things where we are coming out with new content every single Monday for our Patreon supporters. So Emily, where can people find you on social media? Sure, you can hang out with me on Instagram. That's where I am the most. I'm at Emily Peck Prokop. E-M-I-L-Y-P-E-C-K-P-R-O-K-O-P. And that's where I talk a lot about podcasting. So if you're a fellow podcaster, come hang out with me there. I talk about it over there. And you get to see my kids, my creative adventures. Sometimes I show off my journals. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so, that's so, so good. Um, and and your your website is, is epodcastproductions.com, right? And I'll, of course... Yep. And I'll, I will include that in the show notes to make sure everybody uh, can go there, especially if you want to start a podcast. Like Emily is an incredible resource. Um, I know even before she made it a business, I know that she helped out a ton of other podcasters. Um, and she's just um, she's a wonderful, wonderful resource for the indie podcast community. Um, and so uh, you should absolutely um, use her as a support tool. Uh, it's great. But Emily, thank you so much so so much for conversing with me this is amazing um i feel oh. super jazzed very empowered um this was a this was a special episode i really appreciate it i'm so glad I, i'm so looking forward to hear hearing you and elise and how you got on with it because everybody has such different experiences with journaling mm -hmm. and it's usually for the positive i've never really heard of anybody saying i wrote everything down and oh boy nope never again <laughs> That's maybe, heartening, but actually. that's yeah. something to look into, maybe. <laughs> no, it's heartening that like it's never been a negative. Uh, it's never really been a negative uh, experience for anybody. That's uh, that's a pretty good guarantee. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, but I will see you all next week when the mission is accomplished. And remember, we can make the world a little brighter, a little friendlier, and a little more enjoyable by liking a few more things. 